Hi friends, I'm just going to start the episode with my little bit of Werbung. That is my ad pitch. And mention that if any of you would be interested in supporting me on Patreon, man, I would so gratefully receive your support. Anywhere from $2 a month up, I've now got 15 bonus episodes posted. There will be more in the future. Today's subject is the extraordinary singing actor Kathy Berberian. I could easily have put the second part of this episode behind a paywall, but I really wanted everyone, both on Patreon and not yet on Patreon, to get the full spectrum of this extraordinary singer Kathy Berberian. So, anyone who wants to support me on Patreon, please go to patreon.com slash countermelody. You can pledge your support there and immediately gain access to all of my bonus material. And now, here's today's show. Hello, my dear listeners. And welcome to Counter Melody. It is I, your host, Daniel Gundlach. And as always, I'm committed to bringing you the voices of beloved singers, often focusing on unexpected facets of their artistry. You will also be hearing less celebrated but equally treasurable artists who deserve our attention and respect. I'm honored to have you join me on this ongoing mutual journey of discovery. And now, without any further ado, let's get down to today's business. Great singers and great singing. Hi everyone, welcome to Counter Melody. I've got a doozy of a subject for you guys today. It's none other than the indescribable, indefinable, kaleidoscopic Kathy Berberian. So let's just jump right in with this 1969 live recording of an arrangement by the Dutch composer Louis Andriessen of Lennon and McCartney's Ticket to Ride. I think I'm going to be sad. I think it's today. The man that's driving me mad is going away. He's got a ticket to ride. He's got a ticket to ride. He's got a ticket to ride, but he don't care. He said that living with me is getting him a tough. For he would never be free while I was around. He's got a ticket to ride. He's got a ticket to ride. He's got a ticket to ride, but he don't care. I don't know why he's riding so high. You'd think twice he'd do right by me. Before he gets to saying goodbye, you have to think twice, you have to do right by me. I think I'm going to be sad, I think it's today. The man that's driving me mad is going away. He's got a ticket to ride. He's got a ticket 
Before I get into the nitty-gritty about Kathy Barbarian, I just want to share with you a bunch of stuff that she did boom, 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 really, really fast. So here is a live performance of a staged recital that she did at the Edinburgh Festival in 1973 that was called A la Recherche de la Musique Perdue. And yes, the reference to Marcel Proust is intentional. Some time ago, I heard a song sung in another salon by another singer, and I would like very much to sing it for you tonight, exactly as she sang it. It's called Nymphs and Shepherds. Nymphs and shepherds, come away, come away. Nymphs and shepherds, come away, come away, come, come, come. from a recording of salon music from the Belle Epoque. This is by the German noble person Philippe zu Eulenburg from his cycle Rosenlieder. This is the song Seerose, for which he also wrote the text. By the way, don't waste your time and look up Philippe zu Eulenburg because he was a notorious and horrible racist, a dreadful person altogether, even if he was a homosexual. <laughs> Thank you. 
By the way, in all those performances, as in so many others that we're going to hear today accompanying Kathy Barbarian, we hear the Italian pianist Bruno Canino. Now we're going to take a short trip to the United Kingdom and hear an excerpt from Facade 2, which was dedicated by the composer William Walton to Kathy Barbarian. He set a huge number of poems by Edith Sitwell in the various manifestations of this entertainment that he called Facade. Facade 2 is, in fact, eight poems that had originally been part of the Facade Assembly and later were cut from the final published version. In 1979, William Walton resuscitated them, dedicated them to Kathy Barbarian, and she participated in this 1980 recording with the late Stuart Bedford conducting a small chamber ensemble. This is the poem Water Party. Those castles, those bustles, beneath parasol sink that blonding pearls, rounding curls seen. Banderol sheen, the brave tartan waves, spartan domes, crystal palaces, were like fallacies, the calices of the water flowers green, said the dean to the queen of the tartan waves seen. Each chilly white lily has her own crinoline, and the seraphs recline on divans divine in a smooth seventh heaven of polished pitch pine. Castellated, related to castles, the waves lean Balmora like, they quarrel strike as round as a rondine, with sharp towers, the water flowers, and floating between, each chapeling in the balance they grow by the Andine. Kathy Barbarian had a lifelong interest in folk music that began when she was a young child and took an interest in Armenian music and dance. Her interest in folk music greatly influenced her musical development. Here's a quick example of her as a folk singer. This is the Spanish folk song El Vito, arranged by Fernando Obradors in this wonderful 1978 German radio recording made in Stuttgart. Here's an example that I just dug up the other day of Kathy Barbarian singing Arnold Schoenberg's Pierre Lunaire. Fascinatingly, she never did the piece in German. That excerpt from the Rosenlieder that we heard is a rare example of Barbarian singing in German. In 1969, she finally did perform Pierre Lunaire for the first time, although in the English translation that we hear here. This is a live studio performance recorded in Paris 
on the 17th of April 1972. It's of one of the more gruesome songs. In this case, it's called Red Mass, and it describes Pierrot administering a Eucharist in which he pulls his own heart out of his chest and offers it to the shocked worshippers. On the flip side of the coin, here's something completely innocuous from the operetta Naughty Marietta by Victor Herbert. It's none other than the Italian street song. This is from a 1981 live recital that Kathy Barbarian gave, barely two years before her untimely death. Her fellow musicians here are soprano Candace Smith singing harmony and pianist Massimiliano Damenini accompanying And I seem again in dreams to see A sweet melody, a sweet revelry The mandolin is playing sweet The pleasant fall of dancing feet Oh, could I return, oh, joy complete Napoli, Napoli, Napoli
Finally, to wind up this introductory kaleidoscopic roller coaster ride, here's an example of the music for which Kathy Barbarian was probably most famous. Here is a short excerpt from the John Cage work Aria with Fontana Mix that was written specifically for Kathy Barbarian. The live vocal portion, called Aria, was performed against a pre-recorded piece of electronic music called Fontana Mix. And this is what you're going to hear, a brief excerpt from this 1958 recording. Barbarian was so famous that in 1973 she was even referenced in a pop song by Steely Dan called Your Gold Teeth. Check this out. Even Kathy Barbarian knows there's one ruler she can say. There's a false statement here because Kathy Barbarian could sing any roulade that you put down in front of her that she created out of her own fertile musical imagination. Let's slow down for a moment and take a closer look at the life of Kathy Barbarian. Before I go one step further, I do want to mention that there is an extraordinary amount of source material available online and elsewhere on Kathy Barbarian. In particular, a fantastic documentary from 1993 called Music is the Air I Breathe by the late Dutch filmmaker Carrie de Swan. Kathy Barbarian's own website is also a bit chaotic, perhaps somewhat like its subject, but it's also chock full of amazing information and, in particular, hours and hours of interviews with this fascinating woman. So I will put links to this material on the show notes page. Kathy Barbarian was born on the 4th of July, 
in the year 1925 to Armenian parents who lived in Attleboro, Massachusetts. To give you an idea of what her upbringing and her emotional life as a young child was, I'm going to read from an artistic credo that she wrote in February 1983, one month before her untimely death. I also must read this artistic credo written by Kathy Berberian in February 1983, the month before her death. It tells us much about the singer. I fell down the long rabbit hole into the wonderland of music when I was about seven years old. I came across a pile of 78 records in an unused Victrola. How's that for a dated word? And I remember first and foremost the voice of Tito Schipa singing the Cavatina from the Barber of Seville, and I was hooked. From then on, music meant mostly singing, and at first mostly opera. At around the same time, I secretly vowed to be a singer. Music was the only world to which I could escape from the banality of a lower middle-class existence. In the privacy of my room, I could be an African princess, or a fiery gypsy, or a courtesan with a heart of gold. Don't tell my mom. Later, when I began to sing along with the opera stars, it was my chance to express those blurred but primordial feelings I had bottled up inside a thin, nondescript physique. Other singers that Kathy Barbarian particularly loved to listen to on those 78s, at opposite ends, shall we say, of the vocal spectrum, were Lili Pons and Fyodor Shalyapin, both of whom, in fact, greatly shaped her musical personality. She was also greatly interested in folk music, Armenian folk traditions in particular, as well as Armenian dance, and she became an expert and a young practitioner of Armenian dance and folk song. In 1969, she recorded two songs by the Armenian priest, composer, musicologist, and singer known as Komitas, sometimes also called Komitas Vardapet. He is considered the father of the Armenian National School of Classical Music. In 1969, his centenary was observed, and Kathy Barbarian recorded a number of his songs that were released on a private issue. I'm going to play two of them for you. The first one is called, well, I'm not sure, but <laughs> the translation from Armenian is, I can't dance. Here's a lovely song called Karun, or It's Spring. Certainly would have been appropriate among the songs that we were listening to last week celebrating the coming of spring.
Matthew Barbarian did not let herself be held back by her family's reservations about her pursuing a career in music. The family moved to New York City when she was 12, and she took courses at both NYU and Columbia, and eventually went to Paris to study music with the famous singer and interpreter Maria Freund who was one of the very important, enterprising singers in France. She created important compositions by Schoenberg, Faure, Debussy, Ravel, Stravinsky, Szymanowski, Poulenc, all these guys. So she was a very important early contact. From Paris, Cathy Barbarian went on to study in Milano with the singer Giorgino del Vigo. In 1950, she received a Fulbright, which enabled her to continue her studies there. She had to submit a recording when she was applying for the Fulbright, and she needed to find a pianist. And the pianist that she engaged to make the recording with her was none other than Luciano Berio, who went on in a very short time to become her husband. They were married in 1950, and he wrote an enormous amount of music for her of widely varying styles, but all of it influenced specifically by her interests and input. Now, here is a piece that he actually composed before they met. It's from a set called Quattro Canzoni Populari, and it's based on a Renaissance text, and the title is Avendo Grandisio. Later on, Luciano Berio went on to write a piece for her called Recital One for Kathy that used many of the vocal techniques that she had developed in the years that they were working together. The one complete piece that is sampled in that recital, one for Kathy, is this very song, Avendo Grandisio. Here's a live performance from Ascona in October 1975. You can hear in Berio's rhetorical style of setting text how much he was influenced at this point in his compositional life by both Monteverdi and Respighi. Hey! <laughs> 
I'd like to include one of the movements of a piece called Chamber Music that was the first piece that Luciano Berio wrote with Kathy Barbarian's voice in mind. These are settings for female voice, clarinet, cello, and harp of three texts by James Joyce. I'm going to play the third one for you, Winds of May. In this performance, Luciano Berio leads Kathy Barbarian and a small chamber ensemble comprised of Fred Sherry on cello, Virgil Blackwell on clarinet, and Kathleen Bride on harp. This recording is from 1969. Winds of May that dance on the sea, dancing a ring around in glee from furrow to furrow, while overhead the foam flies up to be garlanded in silvery arches, Barbarian learned a lot by sheer imitation, and we're going to hear a number of vocal impersonations that she performed most skillfully and often very amusingly. In 1956, Berio wrote a piece called Summer Night Blues, for which Kathy Barbarian wrote the words. Here's a very short excerpt from the recording that they made of that song, and you hear how Skillfully, she impersonates a jazz singer. Lazy you, rocking there, waiting for the world to come to you. Don't do no good, you're waiting. Uh-uh. World's gonna pass you by, and you'll still be just rocking, rocking. Some rainy day, you'll know you're all alone and it's too late. Oh, honey, you won't have nothing but blues if you. There's one other very peculiar thing that I want to play for you. It's another work by Berio. It was a hybrid ballet of sorts, written in collaboration with Italo Calvino, called Ale Hop, which was first performed in 1959. There are two jazz or blues numbers that are dropped into the piece, and both were sung by Kathy Barbarian. 
This is an excerpt from one of them called Ora Mi Alzo. The conductor is the Italian composer and avant-gardist Bruno Maderna, who also was an important influence and figure in Berberian and Berio's lives. Dalla finestra guardo la città con le luci della Fifth Avenue e resto in casa non si sa perché Eventually, Luciano Berio began experimenting with electronic music, in which the recordings on reel-to-reel tape were literally dissected and pieced back together, creating that sound world that we heard, for instance, in the excerpt from the John Cage Fontana mix. Berio took a recording of Kathy Barbarian reading the Sirens section of James Joyce's Ulysses, and he cut it up and pieced it back together, mosaic style, into a piece of electronic music that he called Tema, or Omaggio a Joyce. In the final version of this piece of electronic music, Berio specified that it should always be preceded by Kathy Barbarian's reading of the text that he used as the basis for his electronic piece. So I'm going to play you short excerpts from both of those, from Kathy Barbarian's reading of Sirens and then from the 1958 Tema of Luciano Berio. It's really important to note here that Berio did not give specific instruction to Kathy Barbarian on how to interpret the James Joyce text that she was reading. This was all her own creation and significantly affected the final version of Tema. If one were going to examine this from a feminist perspective, one might find a parallel between the way that Picasso developed his cubist technique of portraying his female models to the way that Berio literally sliced and diced the voice of Kathy Barbarian into this piece. Horn, ho horn, when first he saw, alas, full top, full throb, wobbling, allure, alluring, Martha, come, clap, clap, clip, clap, clippy, clap, good God, he never heard in all deaf, bald, pat, broad, pat knife, took up, 
a moonlit night call far, far. I feel so sad, P.S., so lonely blooming. Listen, the spiked and winding cold seahorn, have you the? Each and for other plash and silent roar. Pearls, when she lists rhapsodies. Other plash and silent roar. When she There's so much to be said about the collaboration of Kathy Barbarian and Luciano Berio, but I'm going to save that for another episode because it's such an enormous thing. But it's interesting to see how Kathy Barbarian's interest in opera, how her interest in folk music, how her interest in American pop music influenced so strongly all of the music that Berio wrote, and not just for her either. 
1958 was a formative year for Kathy Barbarian. She appeared at the Donau-Eschingen Music Festival and created a number of pieces there. Other composers began to write for her as well. I'm just going to feature excerpts from three of those avant-garde pieces. The first one is by the Swiss composer Roman Haubenstock Ramati. It's a piece called Credentials, or Think, Think, Lucky, and it's based on Lucky's speech from Beckett's Waiting for Godot. Once again, I'm not going to play the entire 13-minute piece, but I do have a really interesting excerpt from this 1961 recording with Hans Rosbo conducting the SWF Symphony Orchestra of Baden-Baden. was another very important avant-garde composer, and he wrote a piece for Barbarian called Phoneme pour Cathy. Phonemes for Cathy. I have a short excerpt from that piece in a live performance from Venice in September 1967. <laughs> Il est beau, apaisé, 
parce que c'est dit de comme ça. Je ne peux Finally, another composer who was very, very important in the personal and professional life of Kathy Berberian was the Italian Silvano Bussotti. Kathy Berberian never sang any traditional staged opera, but she did do a number of theater pieces, and in fact, I think you can hear just how theatrical her musical sensibility is. One of the pieces in which she appeared of Boussotti's was a pseudo-opera called Le Passion selon Sade, The Passion According to Sade, that is, the Marquis de Sade. She never recorded the whole piece, and it was never captured on film, sadly, but she did record an excerpt from it in an extraordinary collection on Virgo Records that was published in 1970. The title of this collection was Magnificathy. In fact, Magnificathy was a designation that the writer Umberto Eco gave to her, and I think it's exactly the right name for her. She was one of those larger-than-life diva types who had such a strong personality, speaking both musically and extra-musically. She loved life, and she lived it on a big scale. So here is an example of one of her very few quote-unquote operatic roles, an excerpt from Le Passion selon Sade from the 1970 Magnificathy record release.
me. Oh, is 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 I'm sure you're asking if you heard that correctly. Let's just double check. Ah, shit. Yeah, ah, shit. She might very well have been feeling that way in 1964 when her marriage to Luciano Berio ended. And from then on, often guided by her friendship with Silvano Busotti, who, gay alert, often encouraged her explorations of camp and excess theatricality. She really found herself and extended far beyond being merely, quote-unquote, the prima donna of the avant-garde. Of course, she remained a muse and musical collaborator of Luciano Berio's up until her death. Many of his most significant pieces for her were composed after their divorce, including Recital One for Kathy. She gradually began to explore other interests as well, including the performance of Court Vile. And here's an extremely appropriate song from the Three Penny Opera to her own translation into English. It's called here The Song of Sexual Slavery, and this is a live performance from Lugano in January 1969, again with Bruno Canino accompanying her. He's won the very devil fierce to battle. He is a butcher, all the rest are cattle. Though he's a pimping home, no jail keeps him in. But who will make him bite the dust? It's women. It's useless to resist. No one is free. There's no escape from sexual slavery. This man 
Bible and obeys the laws of open shop, Jim Crow and Santa Claus. Refuses oysters when he eats at noon, but later on he'll change his tune. When evening comes, he says, I feel so One musical friendship that Kathy Barbarian pursued after her divorce from Luciano Berio was with Igor Stravinsky. He had heard her perform in the late 50s and was very impressed with her, and she reached out and invited him over to her Milan apartment for an Armenian dinner. So he came along with his wife Vera and, of course, Robert Kraft, and at the end of that memorable evening, she was offered a recording of songs that he was making for Columbia Records, and he also revised his piece Elegy for JFK to a text by W.H. Auden. But I'm getting ahead of myself. First, I want to play you a short excerpt. Some of the songs that Stravinsky asked Barbarian to record were from the period around the Rite of Spring, Le Sacre du Printemps, which was a very important work for Kathy Barbarian. In fact, when she did her interview for the BBC Desert Island Discs, one of the pieces that she picked was Le Sacre. Here's the third of a cycle called Pribautki, entitled The Colonel, and you hear it's very folk-influenced, and it also shows that kind of persistent ostinato that one encounters in Rite of Spring. This is not from the recording with Stravinsky, but rather a live recording from the Holland Festival conducted by Luciano Berio, leading members of the Rotterdam Philharmonic. Vai matičku pere pjolučku Tečka pere pjolučka Vid pohočela Ponjala sporičela Pala propala I had mentioned the elegy for JFK. It was composed to a text that Stravinsky himself requested from his friend W.H. Auden. Here's that very short epigrammatic piece in its Italian premiere, in which Kathy Barbarian sings, and Pierre Boulez leads members of the Orchestra Filarmonica Roma. This performance is from the 4th of March, 1965. Why there, 
extra musical interest of Kathy Barbarians was the translation of English comics, for instance, by Jules Pfeiffer, into Italian. She always had loved comic strips, and this deep dive, if you will, into the world of cartoons inspired her to put together a piece called Stripsity. It's not Gypsy Rose Lee, but rather strongly influenced by the kinds of sound effects that one would encounter in comic strips. And also, possibly, she was familiar with the Batman TV series, which also made use of these sound effects. This is a multimedia work that actually should be performed in front of an audience. And I had known of two different filmed performances of Barbarian in front of an audience doing this piece. I recently discovered one from a Norwegian television program that was first telecast in March 1970. And it's this performance that we're going to hear. I had to cut it down a little bit just because there's so much music I want to play for you. But you certainly get a sense of how the piece works, even with the visual element absent. Ah! I'm free 
and I've got naturally curly hair. Do you like girls with naturally curly hair? Good grief. She's got a ticket to ride. She's in the, the weather tomorrow will be mostly cloudy. Sob. Knock, knock. Oh, Grunt. Snuff. Glam. Scroom. Crum. Hiss. Rumble. Zbam. Zracket. Scratched. Scratched. Kerplunk. <laughs> Slam. Slap, smash. Slap, splash. Slap, 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 shrink. Cage continued also to write for Kathy Barbarian, and in 1970, he dedicated an enormous undertaking called Songbooks to Kathy Barbarian. Here's a very short excerpt of one of those songs from a Holland Festival performance in 1972. Pay close attention to the words. The best form of government is no government at all. The best form of government is no government at all. And that will be what we will have when will we? When we are ready, when we are ready, when we are ready, when we are ready, we are ready. The best form is no form at all. The best form is no form at all. And that is the form we'll have. That is the kind we will have. Ready for it? 
Kathy Barbarian never minced words about her opinions of some of the pieces that had been written for her. For instance, Darius Millot wrote a piece for her called Adieu that used a text of Arthur Rimbaud. She only performed it once. She felt that it was hackneyed and boring. She did not think much at all of the elegy for JFK, although I believe she kept that opinion more or less private. When Hans-Werner Henze approached her about creating the female part in his political song cycle, Voices, she told him that she did not do religious pieces and she did not do political pieces. Stravinsky had orchestrated two of the religious songs from Hugo Wolf's Spanisches Liederbuch for her, but she refused to perform or record them. She wrote to Henze that she loved the Monteverdi Vespers, but she would never perform them. She didn't perform religious music. She didn't perform political music. And that her motto was art for art's sake. And on the bottom of the letter that she wrote to Henze, he scribbled, art for art's sake is also a kind of religion. I paraphrase, but you get the idea. And even her statement of the best kind of government is no government at all. Well, that also is a political statement. But it was around this time that her musical interests began to expand in unexpected, unusual, and fun directions. Kathy Berberian and Luciano Berio had a daughter named Cristina, who was born in 1953. As she was entering her teen years, she developed a great interest in the Beatles. That also rubbed off on her mother, and her mother made a very famous album called Various Things, depending on the country in which it was published. In the U.S., it was called Revolution. In Europe, it was called Beatles Arias. At the beginning of the podcast, we did hear her performance of Ticket to Ride, but that was a different arrangement. The Beatles Arias album was recorded with a small quasi-baroque ensemble featuring the French musician Guy Boyer on harpsichord. It was also he who did the arrangements for the record. Kathy Barbarian never performed these arrangements live, but there were a number of Beatles songs that she retained in her active recital repertoire. One of those was Yesterday. Eventually, it became a number that she did more as a parody, but I actually prefer the 1967 recording on Beatles arias because it's sung in a very heartfelt way. Yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in yesterday Suddenly I'm not half the girl I used to be There's a shadow hanging over me Oh, yesterday came suddenly Why he had to go Such an easy game to play Now I need a place to hide away 
In part two of this episode, which I'll be posting in two weeks, I will explore how this very Beatles album led Kathy Berberian to early music performance, specifically the music of Claudio Monteverdi in collaboration with the early music conductor Nikolaus Honokur. So join me in two weeks for that story. For the rest of this episode, I'm going to focus instead on some of the humorous repertoire that Kathy Barbarian began to pursue. I had mentioned that she recorded the facade numbers, and because I just got the LP of it yesterday in the mail, and because there are some delightful things on it, I do want to share one more thing from the facade recording with you. That is the song Tarantella, and it shows her extraordinary linguistic bravura. When the setters are chattering, lips with a fluttering glimpse of the forest behind. Or the beauty and marrow and cucumber marrow and series will join in the dance. When the satyrs can flatter the fat with fruit of the burkin green and the marrow. Sacred Venus, Selena's will settle between us, the fruit and the cucumber that. See, like chalices hid in the lake, they shake the greenhouse is shot by her arrow. Narrow the garden is teases the pieces like pieces for building the pottery shape barrow. Bear the polished roots and the strawberry fruits to the nips high boots in the glade. Perfect and sapping, mazookas, kachukas, and turkas, recubiacs hid in the shade. Where in the haycocks the comforting snake was from gowns on a looped over a bright yellow pedicure. Skaters and leather and fancy stuff that have straw hats bewildering many a leaven bat. There they hay make cowers and wines and showers the dew and the docks of the flowers. Pumpkin and marrow and cucumber marrow have grown through the spangled June hours. Melons as dark as peas have all their fat, which thick as gold honey are wrinkled as dark as pet or old Salinas, the youth of those Venus are gold in the wrinkle mix and so the jewels are. Said Queen Venus, Salinas will settle between us, the nymphs with the reason for store. With my bow and my quiver each fresh you'll live right out of the standard at all. Kathy Barbarian also began to include the songs of Eric Satie in her recitals. She responded very interestingly to his particular brand of humor. This is a performance from 1981 of the song Daphineo. This is a dialogue between Daphineo and Chrysaline. They're two very childlike, innocent figures, and they may actually be adults. It's not entirely clear, but it's a very serious conversation, which is based on an untranslatable liaison in the French language, which leads to confusion between a bird tree and a nut tree. Chrysaline 
This next number is a perfect expression of the bodiness that was very much a part of Kathy Berberian's sense of humor. This is a performance of the Acadine aria from La Pericole in a live 1975 performance accompanied by Bruno Canino. Her characterization of tipsiness, which nevertheless observes the most precise musical values, is a thing of enormous wit and charm. On the subject of French, Kathy Barbarian was fluent in a number of languages, including Italian and French. She was always very interested in finding exactly the right vocal quality for whatever music it was that she was taking on. And when she sang, for instance, Claude Debussy's Chanson de Bilitis, she very much wanted to find the way of expressing the sensuality of the poetry. Along the way, she let certain musical values slide a little bit, and that surprises me about her studio recording of the Chanson de Bilitis, but I still very much like the way that she characterizes the third of the songs, Le Tombeau des Naïades, in which the two characters come face to face with the death of their love. Avec le feu de sa haut, il 
I made the executive decision this morning to turn the Kathy Barbarian story into two separate episodes. So I will be bidding farewell to her and to you this week with a performance of Reynaldo Anne's song L'air Exquise. This is set to a text of Paul Verlaine, and it's one of her most exquisitely vocalized performances. Very restful very evocative. This was part of that series of salon music that she recorded in 1976. How she attained this interest in such music is something that we will be discussing in great detail in the second episode. In one week, we're going to be celebrating a very important birthday, and I am super excited about that. So do join me next week and again in two weeks for the continuation of the Kathy Barbarian Saga. Song in your hearts. I'm Daniel Gundlach.